Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is the easiest way to begin filming your hunts, whether it's with the budget-friendly Solo or the 4K Tacticam 5.0. Tacticam has something for all level of self-filmers. You can check them out at Tacticam.com. Also, I want to give a quick, uh, I guess it's a preview of something coming up. Um, I've been working with Alex from The Vitals Live, and what that is is like an interactive video Zoom conference with uh, some of the bigger names in the kind of hunting we do. So um, Dan Infault, John Eberhardt, uh, I believe Andy May is going to be on there, Garrett Prawl. So those are all coming up here in the month of July. We've we started this in June, and uh, we've had some pretty good feedback. It's a really cool platform. So um, what we're going to be doing July 15th um, is we're going to be doing a podcast with Alex on that platform. Um, so we'll have the link out there shared for uh, anybody that wants to check it out. Uh, you can come in. And we're going to be doing the podcast just normally like we would. Um, but it's going to be done in a manner of the same way that it is on the Vitals Live. So you'll be able to see Alex and I and John um, talking, um, you know, asking questions. You're, you'll be able to see it live as it's happening. As well as um, you can add questions through the question and answer key. Um, you can chat with us and, and give us any you know, feedback. Sometimes there's things that we can't think about or, you know, we've forgotten the names of and, and you know, whatever, uh, however you want to use that function. But one of the greatest things about that platform is um, if you're familiar with Zoom and you've used it before and you've got the app and you've got one of the latest apps, um, you can actually come on as a guest through audio or video Um and um, we'll be able to showcase some of that when we do that podcast. So it's going to be real cool. Uh, more information on that coming up. Um, that's going to be July 15th. But you can go to thevitalslive.com and uh, look at the schedule and see who the speakers are, who's going to be on, and um, definitely go ahead and check that out. And I uh, just want to give a big shout-out again to everybody that supports us through Patreon. We have uh, three new Patreons. Um, John Dove in Wisconsin, we actually met him uh, with Brian uh, from the Beast Mode Archery Challenge when we were at the ATA show. Um, he He's from Wisconsin as well, just like Brian. Uh, Jason Peters is in New York. And then we've got uh, Josh Stanford, who, when he signed up for Patreon, he said, I don't want you to send me anything. So I don't have any address. I don't know where he's from. He could be from Siberia, for all I know. But, uh, you know, we just appreciate them. Um you know, but Josh, if you want to shoot me a message or whatever, uh, give me an address, mailing address, P.O. box, uh, something, uh, and I'll get that uh, package out with those koozies for you. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is just a crowdfunding for creators. And uh, if you like the show and you want to help out with all the um, overhead costs, hosting, um, you know, website, any of that stuff, uh, you can certainly do that. You can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Um, if not, no big deal. Um, you know, just tell somebody about the show. Um, you know, any of the episodes that we've got, if you could just tell somebody, leave us a review, 
good, bad, indifferent, five stars, one star, however it works, because that helps us in the algorithms so that we can be in front of more people. So we'd really appreciate that. But um, we just got done with the second quarter, so we did our Patreon giveaways, and I'm actually kind of rebranding that as givebacks because Patreon uh, frowns upon, I guess, giveaways you know, as a raffle because they say that's gambling. Um, so we're going to have to do something where we give away something to the non-Patreons as well, so I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, the plan is for the third quarter, um, I believe I'm going to give away a set of four of uh, Dan Infault's hunting bee sticks. Um, may add to that, uh, you know, depending on what happens, um, you know, throughout the course of the quarter. But, um, and I think I'll probably end up giving away a set of the Hawk Heliums um, for the non-Patreons, and we'll figure out a way to enter that. So uh, that's going to be kind of flexible as we we move forward with this, but, um, you can definitely, uh, follow along and uh, I'll be giving you that information as we go. Still giving away a Tacticam solo package, um, to someone as well as the base map pro membership along with a swag pack from them. And, uh, you know, all this is going to, you know, come right before the season starts. So, uh, it's going to be cool to, you know, get that jump started into your, um, you know, your hunting regimen for the 2020 season. Um, and you can check all that at uh, patreon.com forward slash born chronicles podcast. This podcast, um, it's, uh, John, Frank, Ernie and I, and we sit down and talk about, um, our plans for elk hunting, kind of where we're at with our preparations and kind of the expectations, uh, as we go forward. Uh, this is a fun one. I was laughing all the way through it while I was editing. So I know you guys are going to like it. Um, thanks for listening. Hey everybody, we're back with another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast tonight, and we're going to do a little bit of uh, elk prep, um, but I gotta say, I, I just pulled the winner for the Traeger today, it was Daniel Perg, and John, like, so, John has a Traeger with the Wi-Fi, and he's had some issues with their customer service, or their, like, service, I could not for the life of me order this fucking grill like i ordered i I ended up with two charges on my credit card for two of them i had to call them i was on the phone for 45 minutes and then they said oh no those were both declined and it wouldn't they'll just come off so i may or may not have ordered three traggers for daniel so and (laughs) Uh, he the address wasn't updated on Patreon, so I sent him to his old house. So the new neighbors or the new people who own his house may be just like a windfall of like, no, we only got one. Right. We just keep fucking showing up. But what a mess. <laughs> so I ended up ordering them, paying with PayPal and all of that, and it went through just fine. And I got a confirmation email, but oh, my God. But John has been like loves the grill, hates the customer service people. Well, hates I it just happened again. I had I don't leave mine plugged in because I keep mine in the garage and I wheel it out, plug it in when I get to go to use it. And so it's been so hot, and we've been you know we were up in the UP and running around doing stuff. So I pulled out uh, the other night and I was going to do a couple pork loins, and I wanted to be able to use the probe and the Wi-Fi. And sure enough, it was like your grill's not connected or your grill is offline. I'm like. No, it's saying it's connected. It has like excellent, you know, service or excellent connected, whatever. 
I'm like, son of a bitch. So I had to go through, delete the grill, go through the whole process again, re-download it. And luckily it worked on the second time through. And then it had to, it had some updates or something downloaded. And then since then it's been working good. So How long had your meat been sitting on there? No, I, it was only <laughs> on there for a minute or two. Or ten. Just kidding, John. My loins were getting <laughs> loin my loins were getting smoked. <laughs> well, it, anyways, I just I freaking I thought I'd put that out there that if anybody's affiliated with them because we are not. Um, it was just quite frustrating. Um, for, I mean, seriously, I was I was pissed. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we're we're going to talk today about uh, elk planning, and there, there's been uh, some. Uh, revelations or whatever frank got his calls today and john came over and i posted some things up on instagram of him sounding like a dog calling some ducks calling some trains calling a kawasaki um lots of different things but uh, i wanted uh frank to we just went over to where he missed that buck on camera and where john killed his turkey uh, I killed my turkey, yeah, too. And, and Frank killed his turkey there, and uh, we picked up the tents. And uh, honestly, after like two gigantic windstorms, rains, torrential downpours, and they were all set up. But um, was my was there a seat still in mine? Yeah, all, all the stuff was still oh, there. There was two. I, I Ernie's just, seat was in one, and I couldn't remember if I had a seat in one or not. Cause I'm, yep. Yeah. But so Frank has a. How about a Larabar? Was there a Larabar still up in the top of mine? Well, I don't know. I just folded it up, so it's probably still in there. <laughs> it's probably in the tent. It's probably mashed in there now. <laughs> there was a Ziploc in there. It looked like it had a little stew in there. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. We'll go there. Ernie, Ernie goes, hey, man, I can't believe he's giving him a sandwich, he says. <laughs> hey, I was pissed. <laughs> Son of a bitch is passing him some food. <laughs> no, it was a shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had it back when I was oh no no well <laughs> but here's the thing what was it a few days later he comes over and we're, we're doing something here and all of a sudden he opens up the back of his truck and he goes like this and I look in there and the sack's in there man <laughs> wow oh my goodness so anyways these, these tents were still up there John's got a hub blind and I I mean I am uh, honestly terrible at, at taking those things down and putting them up and it's all and, and it just well, went, the brand new one you had you pulled the end out of it that was you know. poor craftsmanship it wasn't didn't have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with me yeah. <laughs> that's around. why they were buying one get one yeah. free right yeah I, I, you know I bought the one and he got the free one, one. <laughs> yeah well I sent it back I'm getting another one and I, I should have brought that over with your with your out calls. But anyways, so Frank's got this other one that, that Ernie gave him. He's like, oh, it's no problem, you know. And it's one of those those um, twisting the, hoops. Yeah, the doghouse. Yeah. So, so Frank, let's go through you taking that down. Well, how the whole thing started was Ernie called me. This has been like a couple of years ago. And he, he said, I need you to come over to my house, you know. So I come over and we're down, down in the basement. And he goes, I can't get this son of a bitch you know, wrapped up. up. Yeah, folded back up. You know, and I go, oh, it ain't no problem. So I, I folded it up, didn't I? Yep. Then he goes, put it in the bag. He says, and I don't ever want to see it again. He says, just take it with you. <laughs> so I did. So, <laughs> so you know, it's been a while. I don't, you know, I was, and 
My other one, we, then we junked it. Remember the big one? Yeah, the one you left out back. It was flat. You know, when I came back, I thought somebody stole it. Flat, flat. It was flat. Yeah, nice storm. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the big one. But, anyways, this one is, so Adam takes the other one down, the, the hub line, and gets that all. He's got it in the bag and everything, you know, and I'm over there just, man, I'm I'm rambling around with this thing, and it's popping up and popping over, and finally I'm going, Jesus Christ. I says, I know how to do this, you know. And I said, I looked at Adam, and I goes, there's the instructions right there on the thing. <laughs> well, this is this is like 20 minutes of him. Oh, it's hot. Hey, this man. motherfucker. <laughs> I, I know how to do this. I come, Oh, you cocksucker. And we've got it like folded in, like instead of folding it together and flat, he's like the the middle ones bend in. And so those, I'm like, these are already bent and twisted. It's not going to work. Like, there's no way. And so you twist it, and then this thing pops up, you know. And it's like, now you know exactly why he owns it. Well, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, uh, you know why I've never owned one. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, you know, my dad thinks that I, uh, only on the podcast that I bust his balls. But, you know, same story. He, uh, there, he had one out on the state land. And in the last day, he's like, go get that. I, I could not get it down. He's like, it was just cracking and banging and. Well, he put the struts in it. He left the sticks and, and it never took the, them out. The and so when he folded it up, yeah. oh, it had the top. It, it shredded those things. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah, we uh, we missed that part. But yeah, once we read their instructions, it just it went down, flopped right down, no problem. Yeah. It was like it was like it was made to do it. Yeah, Ooh. just like that orange little tag said, you know, <laughs> how to do it. So do this, not that. Yeah. Don't, don't do it that way. Frank. So, uh, Frank and Ernie, you guys have had a couple of um, meetings. So, you, we're going out to the same area. You're going to come and meet up with me and Joe. Uh, but you guys are going to be out there for, hell, like yeah. almost two weeks Yeah, yeah be before I get out there. Well, we're going out on uh, the 29th, and, and then you're coming, what, the 12th, 11th, 9th, 11th or something? Yeah, I fly out the 11th. And so, you... You guys have not done it before. The guys you're going out there with have all been out there before. Right. Um, well, the guys uh, from Ohio have Four of them have. Yeah. Well, the guys that you're the, riding yes. out there with, yeah, the whole yeah. works. So, I mean, you're planning. Where are you guys at with that? You know, I posted some fi- pictures. That Frank, you ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Or, you, you know, I've been even saying, what about this? What about this? We got a whole bunch of boxes of stuff. But I got a lot of gear. Yeah, no. I'm, you know, hoping I, you know, I know, I know when we go with you, you know, you and Joe probably going to use the more use the gear there, you know, than than we are on the other place, unless we we kind of discussed that last night, you know, about like if if you're only going to be a, a few miles out, you know, like Dan Senior said, well, I'm just going to go back to the house, you know, in the evening, you know, I'm not staying out there, you know. If you get into a situation, I this would be the, the reason that I would stay out there is if if you're back up there five six miles up on a quad trail, and you're in the elk, you know what I mean. Why why ride out of there? You know what I mean. I'll just throw pitch my tent right there. You know I got all the stuff. You know. Yeah, John and I can contest that. That's a motherfucker going back and forth. Like in hindsight, we should have changed our well, strategy the last time. Right. But you guys were, were all hiking too, though. Yeah, you know? we were five yeah. six miles to the end. Right. Hiking every day. Yeah, that's that's you know not my style. 
You know, I mean, as far as I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some hiking, but but boys, you know, it's Dan and I. Dan Senior and I talked, and he goes, Frank. He, he points over to these pines about a hundred yards over. He goes, I do that in about two hours. He says, he says you got to you got to go slow. He says, call, watch, listen. You know, so I'm I'm just gonna pick up on kind of what he does too, because he's killed elk. You know. He knows how to kill them. Thing is, without it's not like deer hunt. No, elk cover a lot of ground fast. Oh, so oh, if you're taking two hours to go 100 yards, well, I mean, I'm just saying if you're in in elk, you know what I mean. Where they're moving, you know, or whatever, you know, that's that's a you know, but it's going to be a learning experience for me. You know what I mean? I've never hunted elk. He, he said he was practicing shooting off his quad too. Yeah, <laughs> not me, Dan. No, Dan. <laughs> we, we we can't recommend that. No, not, no, uh, no. Not unless you have a, a medical license. For that. I might have to have one. <laughs> but so it, one of the things that I I, I remembered uh, from my dad's going out there because my dad's been out to Colorado a couple times, and uh, I remember that there I, there was some sort of ordeal about same thing you and I had to do, John, with getting our hunter safety certificate and send it in and, and do all that and uh frank's like well i never even took it you know like and i'm like i know my dad never took it either but there was like you have to have some sort of card so um well here's the issue michigan if you were born right before after. 60 you didn't your grandfathered in right which is fine but how my grandfathered in with a i don't have a certificate to take to colorado with me and show them you know that's what I want. So, if any of you Michigan guys are uh, instructors, Frank, you know, yeah, needs I a course to take. I could definitely use What would your uh, dad do, Adam? So, Mark, like, Mark, before he went to Montana, he had to go and take an online uh, certificate. Michigan or, or Montana? For Montana. Right. And they have one for Colorado, too. But here's the thing. It's, it's so many minutes long. Mm-hmm. If you. But you can't. You can just keep taking it over and over. Not in Colorado. Right. You, you yeah, miss it. But, you miss it like one but, time. But, but you're you're missing the point, Frank. Is that if you have one, even if it's online from Michigan, right? It'll be good for well, that's Colorado. What, that's what I'm good saying. Enough. You know. Sh- you know. Yeah. Don't don't fail the Colorado one because you don't know the animal. No, I'm not bear going. I'm not going to. You know. No. But you know, just just for that. But so, Ernie, from your perspective, like, what is your mindset going out there? What are you thinking? Um, you know, how is this thing going to go? Because you've been in all the, their planning sessions. You've seen how John and I prepared the last time and, you know, kind of where we're at and our and our experience, I guess. What, what's your expectations headed out there? I, th- I think it's going to be like hunting on Boyne Mountain. <laughs> Times 100. For three weeks. I mean... <laughs> The up with and a down, bag over your head. Down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be real tough. I think it's going to be so, something like I've never seen before. And I'm so sure what is the is. elevation at that in that area where you guys are going? Do you know? It's Grand Mesa. So, I thought he said roughly. 80 some hundred. 85 so, or something like that. Because I know like my brother said when he got there, it took him like a couple days to get rid of the headache. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They. they uh, so it's definitely they've higher. They've experienced... Uh, we're in that same area that he was at last before. year. You know? 
it's definitely higher than you know where we were at. I think our highest elevation was seventy two hundred or something. Yeah, I think it's, uh, John was saying that it's uh, like eighty eighty five hundred or something like that in the one spot. But <clears throat> some of the the ground that uh, Danny's been looking at on the maps, I mean, there's places that these guys haven't ever hunted or anything like that, you know. And he says, really, really looks good, you know. A lot of access to it, too, you know. With and he'll be helpful, too, because, I mean, he's got a ton <coughs> right. of water holes right. marked out, north-facing slopes. He's got right. all that from his years being out there. So that's that'll help, I mean. No. He's been out, so Danny's been out there in the past. Well, he's what is, I mean, how about hunting pressure in the area? Well, where they hunted, uh, they went in on a drop camp, I think, the last last year in muzzleloader. Okay. And, and he, you know, he shot a bull. And I think he shot a bull the year before, or the time before they were out there, too. But uh, he said that where they were at, uh, elk populations lot lower you know where they hunted than where we're going he said there's going to be more elk in the area where we're at than than you know where they hunted before so well that access doesn't necessarily mean that that, that's not necessarily a good thing right because i mean that especially like everybody's looking at it and so uh, uh, one of the things and i I don't remember and uh you know excuse me for not remembering i I apologize but somebody messaged me um uh on instagram and they said they were listening to another podcast that said you know idaho's completely shut down and there's another state that's not allowing out-of-state tags so the amount of pressure maybe just exorbitant for colorado for colorado because it's all over the counter tag yep so now so with the with the over the counter tags is i mean obviously they gotta have some kind of limit right that I, you know so that i don't know that's one of the things yeah, that we're out each guy can shoot five no <laughs> well, i'm not sure why they have a limit because they turn around and, and yeah we're, we're either gonna... sex on your first tag over the counter archery you can buy an additional buy tag an additional if you kill tag. an elk. You can yeah, shoot yeah, another cow. Yeah, but there's cow. there's still going to be quotas and I mean, just like if just numbers. like Michigan. That's what John's saying is that if they sell out, if they're not going to allow any more right. any yeah, more tags. Yeah. So right? like so I'm, what what he's saying is if Idaho's closed and there's other states that are closed to out of state hunters, non non resident, mm-hmm. that's going to put more pressure on Colorado. And it's going to put you more hunters, t- more tags, more right. It, so more say you have a ten thousand quota. I mean, obviously. It's just not unlimited tags. They can't sure. just go in there and kill sure. every elk in the. Right. You know they have a limit, so you know obviously it's pretty liberal right now. With if you had a, a bull tag and what Ernie was saying, if you filled your tag, your first tag, you could go buy a cow tag. Well, you can buy the first tag. You either size, either sex. Okay. <laughs> just so like you can shoot, Ohio, you can right. shoot anything but a deer. but a, a spike. You know, you got to have the the right size bull, right. and then or you can shoot a cow. Okay. Or, or a calf. So there's got to be a quota for that is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, so but then they're turning that, around and letting you buy another license. Right. But if they're getting, only if they're available right, and right. subject to however many people True. Are, are hunting there. And that, that I think is, is what we're, you know, what we're trying to say. And, and, you know, so we're going to, we're going to sit down and have a, a, a conversation with Joe via zoom and right. try and figure out, do we need to buy one ahead of time so right. that we're not, well, you know, all this so isn't like, for not again. So, I'm in Montana this year, so I already have my tags. My tags are actually hanging on the wall in my garage. So I have my combo. 
because well, you have a hunter safety certificate. Yes. Well, <laughs> I had I had a hunter safety certificate, and I sent it into Idaho. Plus, so when I went to get my tags in Montana, I I used my Idaho bow tag for Montana to show them that I have bow hunted. But the thing here's the thing: I've hunted Ohio, Illinois, uh, Missouri, Nebraska. You yep. know, what? You know, how could I buy a license in all those states? You know, or were, yeah, but were they archery specific tags? Yeah, all of them. All of them. All of them. So, like that. So that's what in Montana. That's that counted as my for my, my for my bow tag. I bought like six or seven of them in in Ohio. You know what I mean? In right. that many years, you know. So those, if you still have the the numbers, like if you can log in and find it, like I had my I had my um, Idaho login. Yeah. So it had my tag number, the date I purchased it, everything, and I used that, and it covered my archery permit but i mean do they does colorado say so well we don't we don't acknowledge that you know what i mean as far as you've hunted in you know every state in the union other than ours as long know. as you can show that you it was an archery tag yeah all my what you guys do were. for colorado on your diy we you were, were in, in idaho. idaho idaho oh idaho i thought so, you were in colorado no oh, idaho so idaho. we had to use <laughs> i had to show send in my hunter safety permit and so and then then show that, you know, yeah, we archery hunt in Michigan. Well, yeah. we're going to get her figured out here soon. Yeah. yeah. Sooner than later. Yes. Because, because, like I say, I don't, I you know, I don't mind going online and, and purchasing the license ahead of time. That's what uh, Big John was talking about. He was going to have his before. Well, I just got to wait for my copy of my right. deal I took in 1972. Yeah, and so what did you need to do for Montana then, John? Because like I, I, I went through and in my bino harness, I've still got my um, Idaho tags. my Idaho tags, and I've got my thing from you yeah. know. I have mine too, but mine disappeared. You guys never, yeah, ate, oh, yeah, yeah. never ate them. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> eat them on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean if I spend that much money on something, I'm gonna. Hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a fine bottle of wine. We're saving that for a special dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, I've savored a lot of licenses. I might wrap my, if I get one this year, I might wrap my alkaline with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, do, a, do a reverse sear with yeah. it. But, I mean, so for us, I mean, I, I think my thought process in this is, like, I've just been kind of upgrading a little bit here and there of the things that, like, like pissed me off the last time that I was out there um, and, and focusing more on like the conditioning and like the, right. the, the you know, the born and raised, you know, buy tags, not gear or whatever. But like, I mean, you got to have some stuff. So like 90% of the stuff that we had was, you know, just, just reuse, you know, yep. so it's not but like a, let me ask you this. So all the stuff you guys took with you, was it all necessary? Do you think? Um, that's uh, uh, it's, it's kind of relative. I mean, yeah, we like, sure as fuck didn't need those game bags. Could <laughs> 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 left them right home. And we had two. Hey, good news is you don't have to buy one this year. <laughs> then we got some free yeah. too. So we got we got elk bags coming out our ass. They're <laughs> uh, game bags, but no, like I mean, pretty much we we kind of trimmed it down. Like when we went back. Uh, the docks and came back out 
Yeah, there was just like a lot of redundancies, you know. I mean, because like for me, like I have like two of everything just because like it's like, oh, well, what if, what if, what if, what if. And I think like the multi-purpose type gear um, kind of comes into play and like clothing, like, you know, the way that we were doing it, like we were grubby, nasty, like whatever. But it was like we're not changing our clothes like a whole bunch. A couple of extra pairs of socks, another pair of underwear, had some warm clothes that really we just had back like maybe like a dry set of clothes that we left like at the tent um but i mean and and one of the things i guess that we never utilized i mean it was kind of we were kind of like told you know unless it gets really bad like don't start a fire or anything but like if we were to have gotten wet or anything like that i mean we could have just started a fire and fucking right. dried off our stuff or you know got warm or, or whatever um, so did you guys have the the space blankets with you or not? Um, I had the safety. I yeah, had a, I had a safety little, blanket, like a little, tarp. Like the, the, they come four in a pack. I bought them, and they, and you can you know they're the foil. Yes, I had a safety foil one, but just one roll up. What about first aid kit? I had a first aid kit. Yeah, both I, had a, of us. I had all sorts of first aid stuff. Yeah, I got pretty good access to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say we need to talk. <laughs> So yeah, that was the stuff that we. We also need to think, talk about. Thankfully, we didn't need to use, but yeah. that's right. still. Well, it's not, it's a necessity. You, yeah, you yeah, have that's to have. A, it. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's some of the stuff. You know, I'm thinking. You know, well, do I really do I really need this, or do I need not need? You need it, a you long know? spoon. Yeah, for sure. If you're yeah. gonna have the, you know, our ready oh, wise yeah, meals. Yeah. yeah, not one of them little sissy ones you get with a malt. No, I'm talking no. something. Yeah, you need ass. the the long handle so you don't get your knuckles all fucking dirty and. Yeah, like we get, uh, get speaking some. of that when we just my wife and I took a trip up to the UP, and the whole way up, you know, the, the plan was we were going to just stay the night. We left late in the afternoon, and we we're going to camp out. I'm like, well, I'll just bring my pack, and we're going to just pitch the tent, you know, on the side of the road, just like we do out west. She's like, well, don't you have don't we have to call the campground or anything? I'm like, uh, no, we're going to go into the, the national woods. forest yeah. into the woods. And just pull off and camp. She's like, you can do that without a permit? I'm like, yep. <laughs> as long as, you you know, there's no signs that say no camping. But, so yeah. So we get up there, we cross the bridge, and, and as the sun's setting, we get in the UP, and we get back in, the, it's called Brevert Lake. It's a nice little lake. There's a little two-track goes back in the woods. I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And I didn't even think about the mosquitoes. <laughs> I got out to pee. We found this little spot, and I like walked through the ferns, and it was like Jurassic Park. Just <laughs> they about picked my wife out of the jeep. You know, <laughs> wow, it was gnarly. So anyway, we ended up going back down the road, and I'm like, that ah, we're gonna get a motel, but I'm still gonna cook you the ready wise dinner. I got like the Alfredo noodles with chicken, but I forgot the long fork. <laughs> oh no <laughs> so i ended up i cooked it we had of course it said no cooking in the room but the jet boil right got it all set up cooked their dinner and then i just cut the top of the bag off so, so she's uh completely um unbiased and like uh pretty uh she's much very like, picky just like my wife is pretty blunt as well oh yeah so there's no pulling punches so what was her she loved it, it. She loved yeah. it. She was like, oh, my God. What one did you do? 
the Alfredo noodles oh, with oh, chicken. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Casey said you scared the shit out of her because I told John just oh. go over to the, my house and get <laughs> you know whatever. And my wife, we are going up camping as well. And so my wife's in the camper and she's like, she opens the door to the camper and here's fucking Lurch standing there like, hey. <laughs> uh. Well, I was walking up I'm like, hello, hello, are you in the camper? And obviously she couldn't hear me. And she walked out about flipped out her flip flops, but. Did you did you eat one of those breakfast ones? So yeah, so we so in the morning then I did. We actually had one of the uh, was it the breakfast scramble or, or skillet? Skillet. We had the yeah. breakfast skillet, and then we also had um, the one. It was like the peak. Was it peak to peak? Peak refueled of peak refueled. strawberry. Um, different different company, not yes. ready wise. Uh, peak refueled strawberry and granola that we got from um, ATA. ATA at the oh. Badlands Film Festival, and it's got like powdered milk in it. Yeah, so you just put cold water in it and let that sit so i got up in the morning like we're gonna have like granola and strawberries and a breakfast skillet and so i got the cold water put that in and let that sit and then i got the you know water boiled up got the breakfast scramble going or skillet and i barely got two bites of the granola she you know she loved that (laughs) she's like oh my god this is so good and then you know we split the scramble or the skillet and she loved that too so it's like this was so much fun. So <laughs> yeah. what, what we got some, uh, we didn't do them though, did we? From Matt, yeah. The, the there was, was a couple of uh, granola ones. Yeah, there. granola ones there for yeah. There's a there's an apple cinnamon granola. Yeah, and when well, he uh, was saying though, you could just he just eat ate it like some a snack. Of them. Yeah, right out of the right out of the it, bag. Oh, and you could and certainly do that with the uh, oh the <laughs> the cookie I got dough the bites. Cookie dough bites. Oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I bust out the cookie dough bites, and at first she was like. What is that? And this was on the way up. She pops on. I think I got like three of those. <laughs> She's like, these things are so good. I'm going to go to John's house next week. Open the cupboards. <laughs> ready what? <wise>. Ready what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and so uh, they did give us a code for uh, for 20, 20% off of that stuff. Oh, like, awesome. so cool. It's uh, base map 20. And base get, map 20 is the code for ready what? Yeah, because... Matt's on their pro staff yep. as well. So, um, what about what about the coffee? Tiogarize. Yeah, we got to get we got to yeah. get some. I told, I'll, I'll get a hold of Brent. I told Dan about that because uh, he he says I got to have my coffee every day. He says you know he was using some yeah. bags like they were dipping these bags in. You that know? was the, that was the other thing I forgot with the spoon was I had my black rifle coffee with, but I forgot my press oh. for my jet boil, so I had to go get the. Uh, K cups from the office and do the Keurig in the room, but no, that <laughs> Tioga that we just eat the water, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can you yeah. can actually even that'll dissolve cold and it still yeah. tastes the same. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's I mean, it was really good. I was, I was you impressed. know, it's it's really good stuff. That is one of the things that I'm very impressed with. Yeah, that's definitely the. I'm not last last time I brought the coffee press, and it works. It don't get me wrong, it works great. But it's a pain in the ass because then you got cleanups. So, oh yeah. So, not not only you know you're using water, then you're using water to clean your shit out, get rid of the coffee grounds and stuff. And so that was like the only thing you were missing from your your actual road trip was the Tioga Rise coffee. Yeah, you'd have been yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have been, been all set. You'd yeah. been in, man. Yeah, but, the Tioga Rise and the, the well. There's one yeah. thing about the Tioga Rise that uh, when we were at the ATA, you couldn't hold on to the cup. No, so, remember they heat that shit. Wow, five thousand Kelvin. Yeah. I ever drank that I would drink again. 
Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. yeah it, very good. I, uh, you know, that thing too, you know, I mean, John and I just had our food up in the, th- the thing. I mean, what are you guys planning on doing for food? I know the last time that we talked to, uh, to Joe, he said, um, you know, and he was one of our first 10 podcasts, I think, because we were just starting to, to get in on this uh, podcasting, going elk hunting, the whole thing. And, um, you know, he said for, for like you two, if you guys are hunting together, which I think you're kind of planning on, um, you know, that as a thing, you could just bring one of those. I mean, I guess he didn't think that or take into account Uncle Frank, two normal human beings, but <laughs> it, like, and just split one. Right. So you're not carrying a whole bunch of shit and you're not, you heat up one. Now you've got to take your time and heat up one. And then you've got, you know, whatever you don't eat is a fucking mess. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things with the meal in a bag is like, if you don't finish it, yeah, it's Frank this, and I this well, sloppy. I never had any problems. Uh, I'd eat a whole bag and then uh, eat a couple bags yeah. of ramen noodles. Yeah. So. But we, that was I different don't. too. Cause we were, we were not doing that midday. Joe was saying like at a, at a oh. lunchtime type deal. Oh yeah. Lunchtime. We were just, I like the, uh, the butthole sandwiches. Well, in, in what we're going to do, you too have is, to explain is, is, yourself there. <laughs> they, they, I don't know anything about Danny was, Danny what was happens in Idaho about, stays in Idaho. <laughs> Danny was talking about, don't you know, be like, showing him that. <laughs> telling big John, you know, before, before we get out there, you know, we'll just stop at a supermarket, you know, pick up because they eat a lot of regular food. Know, say, it sounds like guys. you guys have a house, well, we do. Regular, we, you know, so, yeah, you're not going to be doing it. unless like it's say, like the a first first ten twelve days, you know, or whatever. We're going to be in a in a house unless it's something like you're out unless on. Unless we decide to stay out, yeah, unless way we back. decide to, you know, if we got to go a ways to get to the elk, you know, I may take you far enough to where you can't get back that day. So we got to stay. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. All right. So All right. Did, did you the guys... butthole sandwiches before we get off track? It's bagel, bacon, and honey. And peanut butter. Huh. But and when you so then vac seal it, so you the bagel goes. Seal it. Oh, it squirts out the old butthole, huh? Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter? The peanut butter comes out. <laughs> so the shoot. there's no surprise when you open it? I mean, does nope. it explode on you or some shit? No. Just, no, they're just, just extremely dense. I, if if hey, I were... If, it if, just farts. If I were to do it again, <laughs> I would do it with the, like, bagel thins or something. Yeah. Because it was just a little bit he too... He couldn't handle it. It's too so much, too much thickness for him. Yeah. So dry, so yeah. dense. So yeah. I loved it. That's the way it goes, man. Yeah, that's, but it's that's good carbs. And I did like the cinnamon bagels too. Oh yeah, the cinnamon. I don't like those cinnamon, off cinnamon raisins. I didn't do the raisins. Uh-huh. I just did cinnamon. So then you know, the, toast them with your uh, jet boil. No, I just oh yeah, pull them right out. Yeah, yeah. You, once you vacuum them, and I didn't even refrigerate them. They were good for the whole time we were there. Like I was I, eating them on I the way back even home. Refrigerator, because I mean, we, there's a lot of things we can do. I right. I made 24 um, Burrito. breakfast burritos and froze them to go to Missouri. Yeah, I mean, Adam had some of them. I yeah, think. no, like you and can I do that them. on the first couple of days or something. If, yeah, you know, and you're gonna eat that. I eat it cold during the day. But like I said, you know, those, those guys are, you know, they they eat out of a cooler. You know, the whole time they were out That's there. What they said. Year, you know? So what we did. Is we packed, we had our gallon Ziploc bags, and that was a, a day. So we packed for eight days. So we had eight bags, and that was your whole pack. So I had your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, and all your snacks, your coffee, 
Uh, we had the recover drinks, all that in one bag. So that way you pull it out and you know how many, you know, because we counted the calories, we did everything, we calculated it out. So when you get back, you know, as you're going out through the day or whatever, you know, okay, well, I'm not really hungry yet, but I ate my snacks and you get to lunch, I had my butthole sandwich, mm-hmm. then had some gummy bears, then we got back and had my meal. And then I had some ramen noodles, but that way I knew, you know, hey, I was getting kind of shaky or something. Well, shit, I didn't, I only ate a couple things out of it. So, but then that way, you know, you have day to day to day and you can switch it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I threw some Snickers bars in there then, and some Oreos. And I know what I'm going to have to do though. What? Guard my one gallon Ziploc probably by <laughs> afternoon. Nah. <laughs> No, because I'll probably, I'll Frank's probably take a two-gallon. Two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank's don't, got don't the, me, Frank's got the 5,000 cubic inch bag, and he's going to use that as a day pack. <laughs> what do you got in your backpack? Food. Of food. Everything. And, and so when you guys were talking through this uh, planning process with uh, the guys you're, you're headed out there with, um, you know, so what is in your – what are they taking in their day packs? Like what, what packs do they have? What are they taking out there? And and is the stuff that, you know, we're putting together for you guys or like where you're at on the same like wavelength biggest thing as, is, as those guys. I think they you know, the, the safety stuff, you know, the first aid kit, you know, important stuff. Um, talking about the solar blankets, the, you know, uh, the right clothing, you know, you don't want, you know, Water. cotton or anything like that, you know, you you know, all merino or whatever, you know, or the spandex pants and stuff, you know, so. Frank and spandex pants, can you, can you imagine? Hey, dude, I got, yeah, later I got up. like six pairs. Especially of like, well, in Colorado, I mean, the so, pop-up storms, you know, you're going to get rain. Well, that, that's the thing, you know what I mean? It Dan, cold. Dan, Danny was saying that he uses a, he's got like a, a pullover, mm-hmm. a lightweight down one. Yep. You know, and then, of course, those pants are basically waterproof. I mean, they'll shed water, you know. And the and pants I, that, that Frank's talking about are those Wrangler yeah, um, outdoor, like the ones, you the, the ones that I wear yeah. every day all the time. Yeah. They're like 20 bucks, $25 at Walmart. Yeah. And they're hard to beat. I mean. Yeah, they're hard to beat, but they, they're hard to find my size. Well. I tried, but they, they look like floods on me. <laughs> you could sag in them. Yeah, where's some That's suspenders? Fun. Yeah, suspenders, and they're <laughs> definitely be like, you got where's your gaiters? Just, yeah, get your gaiters out. <laughs> Nobody would even know. Yeah. So that's, I you actually know, have a pair from it, Sam's, and those guys, yeah. those guys, you know, basically the water bladder. You know, you got yeah, you you know, I what got, do you call it? Camelback. 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 He highly recommended Platypus. at least a two liter. Yeah. Yeah. So that I got. Frank, the, I was talking to John, and that's when I, you How know. How big is that one? Two liters. Two liters. Is it a two liter? And uh, so what I got for Frank, just because I, I know, like, the their hunting style and what. John is growing through all the stuff that, you know, I ordered for Frank, or I said, you need this. And John's looking at this water filter bottle and then the camelback, and he's like, you, you know, you can't use these in conjunction with one another i'm like this uh, this doesn't make sense because you got you got a platypus bladder and then you got 
a drinking bottle with the filter built in. I'm like, yeah. So, so, so my 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 thought process for Frank was because they're going to be at a house or base camp or something to fill up that two liters of water, drink that as he needs it, right. and then have the bottle to just dip and not yeah, have to I fuck to around with it. Or something like that, you know, right. or, I, or I, it's an emergency. Them guys talk more about it being an emergency. You know? Well, they have a deal that they hang, and it's got the filter on it, and then they fill their uh, water jug from that. Right, and that's it's what ours is. Deal. It hangs. Yeah, and that's... And you slowly know, goes through the filter. You just sit that, around and wait for it. Yeah, that's, that's what we do, too. Okay. But the thing is, is that we weren't in a situation where we were going back somewhere every day. so Or every uh, few days even. It, yeah, so if you wanted to, I mean, have a water filtration system so you could do large volumes of water, but, like, even when we were out, the guy that we were hunting, you know, that was pointing us in the right direction when we were in Idaho, you know, he doesn't use a camel back and he doesn't use a water filtration he doesn't use a steri pen he's just got one of the catadine bottles and he's like i'd just rather get to water scoop it up drink it all right there scoop it up you know drink as much as i can fill up my water bottle and go to the next water but i think in you know judging from the places that he was saying that he was hunting is some motherfucker of spots like that one spot where we walked down into where that was Elk Mecca if we would have just went back there or had the time to sit there and wait it out. Right. But, you know, but there was water right there. But if getting an elk out of there would have been, you know, uh, um, a, 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 MF or... it would have been really something. <laughs> it would have been not any fun. Well, and, and that's and that's another thing we talked about, you know, like Big John was saying, you know, if. If we do have to pitch the tents out there, there might be a day or if we kill an elk way back in or something, you know what I You'll mean? You'll be staying that night. Staying that night just to get it out, you know, or, or protect it or whatever, you know what I mean, until you until you can get it out. Well, and I think, I think that that's what, um, when you were asking, like, the things that we had in our pack that we needed and, like, where I was saying I was, like, redundant. Like, I had a, a small tarp that I had with me and, like, I had... You know, paracord and stuff. No, no, the tarp. No, did you? Would that have been to go over your tent, or, or no? Just that you? would have been on my in my day pack. If oh. I would have got caught out okay. or something like right. that, would have been for me to just throw up and make like a quick okay. lead but to when shelter. You say tarp, it's like a little. It's like five by seven. Okay, it's but it's also a, it's like a silni. It, it yeah, balls like up a, into like a size of a baseball. It's not a blue tarp that you buy at the hardware store, right? So that's you know. When you hear tarp, that's what you think in your head. This is like a fly off a tent almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And how it, big are these foil blanket things? Yeah, but that they're those, they're not those aren't any, they are not tough at all. No, okay. it's like wrapping yourself in aluminum foil, like half, like a pop, half gauge, like a pop tart bag. Yeah, it's just a and and all they, that does is they keep talked the about that the one year that they were out there in. Uh, with uh, Bill and Billy Joe, they went in, to, they'd killed an elk, and Dan told me, he said, you know, they, uh, Danny was showing us his fire starter yesterday, the match, you know, you strike it and it, it lights, and he's... You just keep reusing. He says, Dan Sr. goes, that would have been all well and good, he said, but I wouldn't have been able to strike it. He said, that was how cold I was, you know, it, but he, you know, they got, he had got to them guys and had one of them, them solar blankets, you know. 
and he said it really he said it saved his life you know you would have got hypothermia otherwise you know and that had to have been like three years ago probably well that and they were uh, muscle loader hunting well too, because right? i well but uh, don't you remember like the year before we went is the what even when we talked to greg litzinger he was like you know we were out there. It was no problem, and then it just got dumped on. And then Doc yeah. said the same thing. He's like, "We came back to our tents, and our tents were like two foot under the snow." Yeah, you know, and it's you know one of those things where you've got to prepare. And like that was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around when they were like, "Prepare for twenty degrees to ninety degrees," and we had those exact swings. Like when we were down in that creek bottom like right along that river or whatever, yeah, it, was. it was so cold. And like even the truck, when we were driving around and we met up with that ferry or whatever, yeah. it was like 20 degrees. Yeah. And then that day that we got into the elk, when I took my gummy bears out of my pocket, they were melted into one solid thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was one. It was like a gummy bear log. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I'm probably nuke them before I leave. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean, I guess like, Ernie, Frank, I mean, going out there, you, so before you guys meet up with me, you're going to be two weeks into to hunting, and you're going to be doing it, like, on the, I don't know, luxurious side, I guess. Yeah. For, for lack of a better term, you're going to be going back and forth to the house. You'll have your, your quads. You'll be, you know... Uh, but I, I guess, are, are you mentally prepared for the the shift? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a motherfucker. It's 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 oh, hey, not. I the, mean, yeah, like I told you before, here's here's the deal. I'm I'm going for the experience. You know what I mean? I'm 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 not gonna try and kill myself for any reason. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go and enjoy myself, and if if that means you know like. You guys go five miles and I go three quarters, so be it. You know what I mean? And I just kill the elk closer to the trail. That's all, you know. But what well, I'm saying. Well, we fully intend on when we meet you, we're going to pop up these little tents that we're getting. Yeah. And we're gonna, that's what we're going to do. Well, I'll have a utility trailer for the quads and stuff, but that's what we want to do. And at least we can do that where, that, where we're staying, wherever that is. You know, when we meet and, up. and I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not. So that's going to be, a, I like, I, I'm, I'm looking forward There's no to it. way, that, I mean, I could, you know, I could keep up with you guys to a certain point here, you know, and in, in other states, you know, but out there, you know, probably ain't going to be, you know, I'm not, well, I'm not going to try to, uh, try to keep up with anybody. You know what I mean? It's going to be, I'm hunting on my own, my own terms and I'm going to, I'm going to do it my way and, and. That's that's the way I'm looking at it, you know. But the one thing is, if you do a little prep now, then right. it'll be oh, I, 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 you'll I, have. And I'm I'm gonna I'm, right. I'm right now I'm I'm in the weight loss, you know. I'm gonna probably lose 60, 70 pounds, you know, before I go. <laughs> you know. What so. what did you, what text did you get today? What's what's the countdown? Two months. Two months to the day. Two months. Sixty two pounds months. in two months. Yeah. Well, I Dan's did. supposed to be over here on the tenth. He said the tenth. I'll be at your house with the bike. So Frank's got to start. Well, last year, last bike year, trails. June first, I started, and by the, I went October first to the to the doctor, and I lost almost fifty pounds then. Well, that's all well that's, and good, but and June I've 1st, stayed. I've stayed within. That's two extra months. Listen, though, I've stayed within five pounds though. 
you know what I mean, of that, that weight. So, so be it. Uh, now I'm going to try and go down another, I'm, I'm going to try and go like maybe 20 or something like that, you know. You know if, whatever's possible, you know. Yeah. No, what I'm, also I'm saying is that, you know, even like for us, every little bit that sucks now is going to, like. But here's the deal. How old are you now? 45. 45. Adam? 38. Ernie? 60. 67. You know what that yeah. means, don't you? Yeah. We have to prepare harder than they do. No, no. That's what it means. No, it just means. Trust I, me. <laughs> you can. I'm going to. Uh, you can. I, I'm, I'm going to go. Like I said, I'm going to go out there and enjoy myself. You know what I mean? I'm not going to kill myself, you know, by any means. And I'm going to have a good time. You don't have to kill I'm yourself going. out there. We're hoping that you don't kill yourself out there. Right. right. We're hoping that you, you, you kill yourself here, that you put in the work here. I mean, here. you're going to see it. You're going to see what what the deal is this year but you're going to find that i think some preparation here is going to pay off big time there I'm it's sure, just going to make sure your time more enjoyable out there. Right. absolutely but like yeah. i said you know i mean i'm going with the with the mindset you know what i mean if i if i see an elk i'll be happy if i get a shot at an elk i'll be ecstatic if i kill an elk you'll be drunk i might stay out there you know <laughs> what i mean so it's just you know that kind of that's that's my mindset. But I mean, one you know? thing I can't contemplate, and I know I can mentally at this point. I've not physically done it, but the elevation obviously is a little harder recovering, and it's you know we're not walking on flat ground anymore. Oh, so I mean, those two things are the ones that are going to really do right. the torture and, test. I mean, and you guys aren't going to be walking like the whole time. I mean, Adam and I average thirteen miles a day. And over a thousand feet of elevation, you know. Mm-hmm. So basically, two thousand feet of elevation change, you know, going up and down. That wasn't including all the other peaks and valleys and freaking rat holes that we climbed down and out of. So by the end of the night, you know, when when we were walking back, that's when I was really what? Well, yeah, I mean, twisting. My my legs or my ankles are so weak at that point or fatigued that any little you know stone or something I'd step on I would roll my ankle and that was like the biggest thing it wasn't you know I'm I'm just concentrating on my cadence walking back in the dark you know I'm just like well I know we had two hours of hiking at least just to get back to camp so yeah so let's shift that a little bit John so. Knowing what you know now and how you've um, been working on that, what are you doing differently? Or I guess, what are you seeing that you need to, you know, work on? What What are you changing from from time to time? So, for one thing, I got different boots. I think we've, we've talked talked about that a bunch of times, but I ended up getting the the crispy Colorados. And so they have, it's called the ABB system or ABBS or it's the ankle bracing. ABSS. So ankle bracing system. Support system. Support system, something. But they are, they're a little taller than my Thors and they are much stiffer. And I got the wide this time, so it'll fit my wide ass foot. <laughs> but, and then I've been, Ride my bike. I've been 
you know, doing the same thing. I haven't mowed my lawn with my pack on this time because I got a <laughs> nice riding lawnmower now. So zero chill. Yeah, yeah, that'd look different, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, I can't fit on my seat with my pack. Yeah, really, I can't get up there. But hitting the elliptical, and I've been uh, doing some of the the beast mode, like going out. I've been hiking the dunes like we did last time, but this time I've incorporated some push ups. Tried doing the burpees, but the burpees don't work for me. <laughs> Especially how the, I was, I was up at the top of the dunes, and it's like that black sand, you know, up in there, and I'm all sweaty as get out and trying to do a burpee. I had sand up my arms and in my face, and it was pretty gnarly. But the only way I'm going to get that army out west is falling down. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll fall you'll down fall yeah. for sure, uh, and you're, you you'll fall up. You'll be like praying, like. You'll be like, hold tight, little roots. Like, just, I mean, it, it, you, you laugh. It's, I've, I've been out there it's before, awful. Adam. It is, I mean. Like, when we were walking, like, in the first couple of days, like, we're walking the old logging road, and like, what the fuck? Who the hell would go down in that, you know? And then, like, two days into it, we're the ones going down. We're going uh, down that shit. Uh, and there was stuff where we were climbing up, literally, like, you could not see where you were going like we're on all fours crawling through because it was steep and we're crawling through this brush like busting through this brush well and and what ended up happening a few different times was like like i don't know what I, I there's one time like back in the day when i was in camp pendleton and like i knew that we were close on a time hack on this navigation course and i was like I know that I need to go that way. And this is before, like, you know, you could just pull up a base map on your phone and see the trees and, like, the you know, all the topo. You know, I'm just looking at, like, a old-ass USGI map, and I've got these things mapped out with, you know, nine-digit grids or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, if I just go right up here, it's going to really suck. But that's the quickest way. And that's kind of, like, where John and I – found where it was like we could go all the way around and it's going to take us two hours or this is going to really fucking suck for like 45 minutes but we'll be in the same spot yeah we cut out a freaking whole switchback right by going down the steep ass valley and then back up it and crawling you know in hindsight there may have been a better route i don't know but oh but it was, but that was my I, my point though is like, you know, when we were first there, like, man, you know, this is, we're not going down that. And then you know, we're not going up there. We're not going down there. We're just going to stick right here. I'm all those places. Yeah. Oh, and we went. We went through all everywhere. Up, down, around. Well, and I think I think too, like where we were at, there was so much sign, and we knew that there was elk around, and it was like, well, they're just not where we're at. So. Right. You got you, you, you We keep doing the same thing and just walk this fucking road, you know, for right. the next ten days, or you we know, go find we them. go find them, and that and that's what ended up happening, and it was a, lo- a lot of walking. But, like the one where we got on the backside of the the big the big dude's uh, bedding area. Yeah, that's when the trees were coming down. All oh, that uh, you know, but I climbed up this thing, and it ended up like cliffed out. Like we could not. There was no. You couldn't go any further. It was just 
freaking big sheer face cliff, and that was it. Unless you had some climbing gear or something. And it was like a rainforest. Yeah. It was just... And then we started, we're like, all right, we need to, because I heard him bugle. And then went back down. At first I was like, was that you, Adam? He's like, no, I didn't even hear it. So that's when we both went back up there. Then we came back down. like, all right, well, we need to, we couldn't go any farther that way. Let's go back out and then cut back around. Well, as we're walking out, all of a sudden, like, this wind picked up. Sound like a freight train coming. No, I mean, it's no bullshit. All of a sudden, it's, like, perfectly calm. We're, we had some pit. We took some pictures while we were eating our lunch there. And all of a sudden, this wind picked up. And it was just, like, and it snap. Started, yeah. Boom, like an earthquake. Boom, like an earthquake. And it was, like, fuck. Like, we looked at each other, and it was, like, let's get the fuck out of here. You know? And literally, like, started jogging down this trail, trying to get out of it. Because it was all, it was the, we were on this old burn, yeah. and it was all these big trees that were standing dead, you know, mixed in with other trees, and so that stuff, I mean, we heard that several nights. Well, the one night, it was it, by it, us. It was like two in the morning, and like the tent started picking up, you know, and then all of a sudden you're feeling the ground, and you're, you're like, you're like hearing these cracks, and like, we did a real good job of making sure we were in a location where there was no widow makers, there was no dead stuff, but still you want to talk about unnerving. It was like, well, fuck it. Let's just get up right now and start cooking and start, you know, <laughs> make our day because. Yeah. There was no sleeping at that point. It was no, like, no, there you're nothing. The ground shaking. It sounds like the freaking monsters are coming. Just... So for, for myself, I've got some different boots just because the boots that I got the last time had some sort of, um, insulation in them and uh my feet were just totally like it was too much you know my feet it wasn't necessary i I didn't need that and um then i upgraded my pack and so john he went with the crispy colorado he had crispy thors the last time and i don't know um maybe maybe you can comment on this john because i don't have any experience with the the crispies when I went online, you know, I was looking at price and reviews and everything. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, piss on your Cheerios or, like, whatever. But, like, so I went and got the Solomon Quest 4Ds. Uh, Ernie's got the Solomon uh, GTX 3, um, which is more like a hiking boot, uh, like a, a hiking shoe high top hiking shoe those are actually the ones that joe recommended the first time when mm-hmm. we were going out there and you actually were going to get those i went to try to, i went to buy them and they were sold out or no try them on. either though that's that was my issue like and, so. and, and i didn't then, need and then, it but and then I frank typically buy why he got the <coughs> keen targi threes or, or whatever targi twos twos well because of the width though. yeah yep. But my thing is, is I went online, and he, uh, Ernie got those threes, um, kind of based on my recommendation because he was looking at something else, some Merrells or something. Um, Frank got those ones just because they were the only ones that came in a wide. But if you Google like hiking boots and like for the Appalachian Trail or like these true hikers and shit, like those. Uh, Quest 40 um, GTX or whatever, the ones that I got, 
all the boots that the three of us got are like the top ones for that. I mean, I think Franks are the best, like overall best value and like mine and Ernie's are the best. Like mine have a lot more support than the ones that Ernie got. I think his are more in line with the, the Thor or whatever. And so I just wonder, you know, I'm sure that the crispies are great, but I just wonder like, kind of like, I kind of likened it to like vortex you know, like buying the name, there's just a, a lot of marketing, you know, so they put out, uh, they gave a lot of boots to a lot of people that used them and they're good boots. There's, right. You know, I just wonder if there's where, where is there a difference between, well, like I, said, I mean, I those, are, those are really good boots. I was going to buy those sound, but they don't come in a wide. Right. And especially after the issues I had the last time with rolling my ankle and well, and you showed me your shoes too. Yeah, his feet all, go right out the side. All of my shoes. tennis shoes, the my toes are blown out the side yeah, because my, I, my feet are so wide. And if I don't get a wide, that's what happens to mine. Too. Right, Same and thing. so you know, yeah, I would have went. I mean, because of all the reviews that you know I read, you know, before, right? Yeah, I would have done it. But so now, it's, so with the quality of those crispies, though, I'm like, well, you know, I still wear my Thors, but you know, I'm just not going to wear them out. West. That's just one of the things that I'm just I'm just curious about. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean I know that they're good boots. You used them, and you I mean you obviously bought another pair right. for um, for that very reason. But I mean I'm I'm just kind of talking to like the audience, you know, to say like, well, you don't need to spend three hundred bucks on a pair of boots. I mean, it's not that these weren't expensive. I mean, I think right. they're like two hundred and thirty bucks or two hundred and sixty right. or something. So like that. mine were regular three fifty, and I got them. There was like a Father's Day sale or something, and I got them through Black Ovis for two ninety nine, free shipping. You know, and they were here in I think three days actually. So yeah, and the other thing that I upgraded, and uh, I've got right here is I, I went with a Mystery Ranch pack, and like. It's funny because John and I kind of had a conversation about like what uh, companies were like in what tier of packs, and he's like, you know, I think Mystery Ranch is right up there. Um, you know, you've obviously got your Kafaru Stone Glacier, you, you know, Exo, and and I, I felt like for what I'm going to do for the money for for whatever, I think that this one is kind of like a good balance of everything. And I'm, I mean, I haven't put it through any paces other than mowing the lawn and it's a hell of a mowing the lawn pack. I can tell you, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got 36 pounds of sand in a 6am bag built just for that. And it, it carries the weight. I mean, it feels heavy when I pick it up, but when I'm wearing it, it it's super comfortable. It's the belt is actually very similar to your EXO. Um, and, uh, the way that the pack is constructed, I like it. Um, I have a sawtooth 45 and I, you know, so one of our patrons, one of our friends, um, Tom Taylor, he's running the Metcalf yep. and he uses, so the mystery ranch packs have like a, a lid that you can buy for him. They're like sold out right now. So I got to wait until like August, um, and he uses it for all of his stuff. It comes on the Metcalf. It didn't come on this one. And you can take it off and use it as a day pack. He said he's never done that. Never. But he, he just likes 
having that as an option. Um, so I think I'm going to get that and add it on there. And I think it will probably be very handy come whitetail season uh, if you end up using it like that for a whitetail pack. Um, but I'm pretty happy with it. And it's it's pretty similar, I, I think, to your your XO. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. Frank's using the the Alps Outdoors that that I had, and then John's old one. Ernie's going to use that one, I think. And yeah. I think I think those will be fine with you. Did you say what um, packs those other guys are using, or what? Nothing really special or anything. You know? um, I don't recall. I'm even saying. No. I know Dan's got or yeah, the he, same one you did. Nope, he ordered the Pintler. Okay. From because Mystery Ranch has a lot of stuff that comes across on Camel Fire, and so I think it was like three hundred and fifty bucks, or you know, somewhere right in that range. And that's a hell of a deal. I mean, it's a really nice pack for. I mean, I think the retail on them is like I think he got it for four fifty three nineteen or something like that. Yeah, it's a. I mean. Through Camel Fire, you know, you got to watch um, the sizing. So Camel Fire, they sell out. It's a one-day sale. But they got a lot of stuff that rotates through. So if you if you see something on there and you didn't get a chance, you, it may show up again, but you just have to watch the sizing. Um, but with the Mystery Ranch packs, this that the frame, you can buy a bunch of different packs that actually fit right on there and will just clip on so you can if you want one that doesn't have so many pockets, if you want a huge one, cause you're going, cause you're, you're going like we did last time and you want to think you need a 60 pounds worth of shit. You can put as much stuff on there so as you now, want to. Did you guys, you guys took coolers with you last year for to haul back meat? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, hauled back air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were a lot lighter. They held those tags and game bags. No problem. <laughs> Plenty of room. My vac- well, I, my, that was my question, though. I mean, because we're going to, you know. I haven't brought my vacuum sealer. One, of the, one of the guys said, uh, John, Big John said that they, they used uh, dry ice last year, and it was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But also where we're at there with the, we're staying with the outfitter's son owns the, the, the house that we're going to stay in. And John doesn't think it's going to be a problem to use their walk-in if we get help. So, uh when? Well, the first when you, when you get out, right, right. But what I'm saying is, is like those all have to be prepared, boned, and everything before you bring them back, right? Yeah, I believe so. And all that stuff is, yeah. you know, back to Michigan. You know, so Joe said he's got a hell of a taxidermist out there. So yeah, yep. How do those we're, cows we're look on the wall? <laughs> we're hunting because I'm not passing it up. Couple of taxidermists. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Good ones, too. Yeah, th- that's true. I, but I, t- I yeah. talked to Danny about coming on here and talking about that. And I think, you know, somebody had um, posed the question, you know, when they were talking about topics and stuff like that, um, something that I never really thought about, um, which is probably a pretty good topic to get into, is, like, care of the animal in... Field like, care and then transport. Warm right. weather. Right. Like, you know, what... Gotta get them cut up quick. You gotta get the meat off the bone. That's one of the biggest things. Well, and, 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 and that's like what those for, game bags get them up. You know, for for hides and stuff. Well, you know what I mean. You put some major league holes in them and stuff. <laughs> so is Ernie. You know, 
I put them in. I put them where I get make sure my taxidermist is getting my money's worth. But what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, I gave having these guys with us, you know what I mean, is a is a plus too, you know, because they know how to cape them and everything else, you know what I mean. Right. It's, you know, and they just zip right through it, you know what I mean. Me, Frank, and I on that deer that I killed, because I mean. I'm, I'm looking around here. There's a lot of dead animal remnants, but that there's not a lot of hides, <laughs> you know. And so when we had to try and tube the neck on that fucking deer that I killed, I mean, it was worse than him trying to put down that tent. I can tell you what, like it took it took twice as long, and we're wrestling with it. We're covered in meat and blood, fat, and all sorts of shit. You know, them dudes don't mess with that out west. You know, like Nebraska, they run that. They stick this razor sharp knife right underneath and take it right up here right to the up cross, to the top of the head. Don't yeah. even mess with it, and then rip it down. He says that taxidermist he won't have a problem with. That's that. what. That's the way they cape him. That's the way Danny does it. You know, they just. Well, he was telling me to go right down here to the white, and then up, <coughs> yeah. just follow the white hair up. Yep. Underneath, but. But as far as the back of the, the neck, back of the neck, they just skinning. They, they just, go. They go right. You don't up, even see that they go on it. Right a, up the right up the back, right to the skull. Well, I can tell you this: the guys you're going out there with. We'll be able to tell. Our, well, what I was going to say is you could put a giant hole in the neck and uh, have 10 million ticks on it, and they'll find you a new hide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you fuck it up, they'll find you a new hide. <laughs> that one, you had like, had, like, grapes on it, man. There were so many ticks on it. Yeah. And, and so one of the things you, you know, John switched over his entire bow. He's, did you uh, get... Your new arrows built? No. You, you haven't built your elk That's, arrows yet? No. What heads are you going to shoot? I'm not even sure yet. Huh? I still have my slick tricks and I have my uh, muzzy trocars, but you know, I might look into some of the Magnus even. Well, the, those Magnus, you know, I mean, you've already dealt with the warranty on them. That's, right. that's pretty freaking awesome. The guy's pretty awesome we sat down and talked to him for a while and they're not expensive i mean right. that's and to have a a broadhead that you can kind of like use forever and just get a new one if you need to <laughs> i mean well, that's you know like the way i'm going with the with the 125 thunderheads yeah i walked in and there's a fucking dozen thunderheads <laughs> on the table like, only ten. Oh, it's only ten. Welcome to 1989, folks. Well, the thing is, you know, you, you got to take into consideration. Maybe before that, how many how many backbones and leg bones I've broke with those things over the years, you know, and unintentional skulls, maybe, you know, <laughs> you know, what I mean, they're just a proven proven head, you know what I mean, and they fly good, you know, like pretty obvious. I shot them today again at forty. Did you, you know? see? Did he tell you about his elk target? He goes, come, come look at my elk target. <laughs> He's got two green T-posts in the ground and a four-by-eight piece of cardboard with a, I don't know, one foot, 18-inch by one foot square spray painted in it. And that's what he's shooting at out there. like A block behind it? No. No. Just the Shoot berm. The broadhead to the, oh. the berm, you know? <laughs> so it's like the... It's like, like the, the broadhead like lead. Yeah. Broadhead lead yeah. the club, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And I was, you know, and this is this is kind of, you know, I get a lot of different answers about this. How how big is like from the back, top of the back, 
to the bottom of the chest on a like a, a regular size bull. Well, here when we talk to Joe, that'll be a good question because you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but it's big. But what he told me, and uh, you know he's he said it a bunch of times is like, you know, don't get cute like you would with a deer and try and put it behind the shoulder. He's like, God gave you like basically two foot by two foot of lungs, you know, mm-hmm. just try and put one through them, you know, don't well, the, well, stay one, away from the shoulders. Well, the one guy that I was, I read about today, he said his dad shot this, this elk at, you know, 15 yards or whatever. And he said he went 120 yards and that was it. But he said where he placed the arrow, he could have honestly been 10 inches lower and still been good, you know what I mean, from sure. from, from where the hit was. You yeah, know? it's just kind of like centering yeah. them up yeah. in the ribs. Yeah. I mean, and the ribs yeah. are Big long. animal, big lungs. Yeah. They're, they're sometimes in really high elevations. So, And now some of the guys, the guys we were going with, uh, Dan Sr. shot one coming dead on to him. And he was only shooting 40-some pounds at the time because he had shoulder problems. And that arrow completely went in, you know, to that elk. And he said he, he didn't go, shit, just turned around. And it's he, a tighter window. Well, and that right, is, right. And that's, that's, that, there's a there's tight more, window in more That's bone one of those, and stuff in there, but that thoracic or whatever they call it, you know, the. Yeah, the plate. Thoracic tunnel or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But that's a. Uh, I don't know. I want to say, like, controversial shot, but it all depends on. The, yeah, fucking Mr. Get an standing, arrow. Is he standing in front of me looking <laughs> at me? Close. Is he going to leave? <laughs> oh, I, I'm the neck guy. If anybody's going to pin one to the ground, but, Adam can do it. Yeah, yeah, but, shot. But, but, right. that's, but that's a, a you know, well inside your comfort zone, 20 yards and in or right. whatever. Oh, for, yeah, for yeah, John. For John, is probably it's 50 you know, yards and in. No, nah, it's 100, you know. Like, yeah, I'll shoot him right dead coming on, you know. No. Yeah. No. So, no. I mean, that's one of those things. Like, So, Ernie and I both have uh, Black Eagle Spartans. You've got some 300s. I'm, I'll be shooting the 250s. I'm going to be shooting uh, AE Max Stealth Veins. And um, now... So, uh, Boeing stopped making those flesh, the, those X veins in that long. They switched them over to this really stiff crossbow hmm. uh, vein. And so, um, I switched over to these. Would you, would you, should you, do you think that I should still shoot those in a four fletch? I mean, is that what you're going to be shooting? That's what I always shoot. Yeah, so. The max stealth, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, like all my arrows are four fletch and max stealth. But now these, I'll tell you the 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 way Johnny set my my jig up. Yeah. With the the three fletch with that helical on them, like I said that that freaking thunderhead man is you know I was I was shooting uh, uh what's it called cardboards. No the no the no heads. shit. <laughs> the thunderheads. <laughs> no, before I was shooting uh, fixed or uh, the expandables rage, rage. and uh, they'll kill some trees. Oh yeah. Oh, where is that? You need to bring that out here so we can put that. Yeah. Up. Did you see that? that? I'm going to mount it on a different Mark, board. Mark though. went out there and he 
chainsawed the broadhead out, and then he mounted it to a thing, and it says Uncle Frank 2019 underneath it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to put it on a better board, though. It's, it's, that board isn't very nice. A piece of freaking plywood. Come on. Hey, you know? I, he, he took the time to go there with the I fucking know. chainsaw. Yeah, I know. But and then that, he apparently hurried the rest of the project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Felt it marker and, you know. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Well, my new arrows, I'm, they're basically going to be the same as my old arrows. I mean, I still have some 260s built. But that new bow, the, the PSE definitely is a lot slower than my Hoyt. Of course... My Hoyt was 80 pounds, and the bow I'm shooting right now, the PSC I'm shooting right now, is only 60 pounds. I'm definitely going to either build it with 70-pound limbs or uh, maybe even get another. Is, is, that a, is that a mental thing? What? Like, I mean, there's been tons of animals that have been killed with, I mean. Like I said, Dan shot one with 40 pounds, you know. With rocks. Yeah. I mean. You mean like, why? Why am I gonna yeah, not shoot it with my sixty pound? Ball? Yeah, yeah. Because I want. <laughs> so, so is it a mental thing or yeah. ego thing, yeah. or is it's it not a, ego at all? Mental. I just, it's mental. I just, I mean, I think there's an advantage if you can comfortably shoot more weight. Right. You got That's, more energy. But I'm shooting 50, 55 pounds, maybe a little flatter. And I shot it, yeah. at, like I yeah. said, at forty yards today. If I could shoot and, seventy, and man, I could it shoot. was like it was like. Boom, boom. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to shoot this bow with the, in the 60 pounds. For, I'm going to use this for whitetail for sure because I love shooting but it. But my, my thought process is, is just exactly what you said. So you love shooting it. You um, and, and you, you bought it. you shoot it? But you bought it in 60 pounds for a reason. Well, for the reason was there was no 70s available. <laughs> and so, And I wanted the bow. Plus, I was going to plan. I planned on building a 60 pound bow for indoor anyway because i've been having some shoulder issues i'm definitely not going to an 80 pounder so but i mean you're 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 popping water balloons at 105 yards and for 60 pounds and yeah that's as far as and, I and you're gonna have i mean granted well, it's just one of those things now, as far as i can shoot now now you've got to uh, now you've got to build new arrows you've got to you know, well, I have to build new arrows for this bow anyway. With the sixty pound, I have to build new arrows for sure. So because so I have to go to a, I have to go to a three forty. But those hundred and five yard arrows aren't those are aren't flying right or those? Well, those were some old full metal jackets I had, and that well, I showed you. Yeah. That they were. I don't know what happened to them. I mean, I've had these for years, and there's I think I had like eight of them left, and they were. I had them sitting in like a cup. And, and, like, the aluminum started to separate and corrode off the carbon. Hmm. So. And just because John's shooting them doesn't mean that he likes them. Because I don't think that you're a big fan of the full metal jackets. I don't jackets. like the full metal jackets because I shoot so much that I bend them. I mean, like. It's like uh, the ACCs. Yep. Right. So oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I like to shoot a long distance. And I'm not always hitting the target at 100 yards. So. If I throw one off or if I glance, if I forget to move my pin, you know, <laughs> and I glance one off the top of my block target, well, now you got, not the, not to mention the full metal jackets are more expensive. What's so funny? I mean, I wasn't going to go there glancing one off the top of your block target. Oh. 
Are, are we? Are we? Or, no, are we we're, gonna, not, we're not going to go there. <laughs> so End that that story that might be but, a Patreon. If you're a Patreon, you you but message no, me and I'll no. I'll give you John's number. Ernie and Ernie and I have shot ACCs before, you know, and stuff. And, oh yeah, and they man, definitely penetrate well. Well, yeah, but <laughs> shoot arrow. But but the thing was, you can you can bend them. You know what I mean? Where my whole philosophy is, you know, why why shoot an arrow that I can bend? You know what I mean? If if I can shoot. I watched Miller shoot a deer one time, and the arrow was in a U. Like, it was stuck in the ground through the deer, and it was like, and he's going, oh, and, it, and the deer went, didn't it? And it went, yep. <laughs> how about <laughs> How about the way that arrow looked when I shot that turkey this year? Oh, oh yeah. On film? Yeah. yeah. That in was slow amazing. motion, that thing was like an S, <laughs> bent like a S. <laughs> yeah, when it hit. Yeah. yeah. That, yep. that full metal jacket would have been done. And so, then and then the green volleyball hit it <laughs> so, going the other way. So what uh, the, the reason that I said that about the full metal jackets is those is I I feel a lot of questions about like I heard you guys talking about this, I heard you talking about that, you know, you know, John's shooting these full metal jackets, is that his arrow go to arrow and No, my wanted... my go to arrow is the Eastern Axis. Just because they're so durable. I mean I that I break them, I mean, every once in a while. But oh, I'll do that. Right. But I've shot them in the well, trees. And I've, I've, shot, I've shot a lot of wood with them. And I'll tell you what, the arrows I got, they're tough sons of bitches. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> those are the Black Eagle outlaws. Yeah, they're that's very right. durable that's until right. you get into the archer's parallax or whatever, <laughs> paradox. And they start whipping trees and bullshit. But, yeah, so Ernie and I are going to be building those Spartans. I bought the ethics inserts to build. To figure out know, what you're. Yeah. Ernie knew, you know, the just turns out the arrows that I was shooting shot perfect for Ernie, so it's going to be a pretty easy build on his arrows. Mine is going to be the full, uh, well, it depends on how exciting John wants to get with it because I don't have the patience to, I don't believe I have the patience to, like, find the hard spot in the spine knock tune insert tune like to go 100 percent. i think mine are going to be like 75 percent ranch fairy arrows um and then i think i'm going to shoot the cutthroats just because they are that single bevel fixed blade great reputation and uh now which ones are i i We've looked at so many freaking broadheads. They look a lot like the Iron Wills, but they're like fifty bucks instead of like a hundred and ten or whatever. Um, I mean, now granted, if I were, it's kind of like when we talked to the Zeus guy, right? Broadheads is like the worst venue to get into because everybody loves everything, and you know. You can't say fucking a bad thing or a good thing about this one. Everybody's got their favorite, and I've killed a million deer with thunderheads, and then I've killed a bunch of trees with hypodermics, and, like, it's just... Well, it, you know, I mean, I've shot deer with, with, with both of them, but the thing is, you know, you, you just... It's a proven... You know, I want to shoot a fixed blade out there anyways, you know? You have to. And it flies good, you know what I mean? With my setup, it, it flies great. So, and I'm not changing a bunch of stuff, and it's going to kill elk. But, but where I, moreover, like what I'm go, what I was going to say is that, like, 
I don't think there's a whole lot of variation you can do on a single bevel broadhead. I mean, it's going to be flat with two sharp sides, right. you know, for for well, all intents and purposes. Back in the day, your dad and I shot, we shot Zwickies and bare razor heads, you know, and... Basically, sh- what the, some of them are looking like today. Again. Yeah, that's exactly what they look like. We sharpened yeah. them ourselves and stuff. And I'm telling you what, you know, I've cut my fingers with them. You know, pretty bad. You they know, go through quiet too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no, there's no sound. You know, like when I used to shoot them Zwickies, man, it was like those deer didn't even know they were hit. And I'm only, I was only shooting 180, 190 feet a second. You know, it's nothing like the speeds we're shooting today. You know. Yeah. So I mean, so. That's the thing. I'm just looking for something that's not a hundred dollars or thirty dollars right. a head, right. and then something that's proven single bevel, like without the biggest getting, getting too extreme. The biggest thing that you guys are probably going to run into shooting those heads is just making sure that they fly. You know what I mean? You got to get them the right. You're going to do the four fletch or whatever. You know that's that's going to be very important. You know that's what we used to when we shot heads like that back in the day. We were shooting four or five inch feathers, you know, right uh, on on our arrows, you know. So I mean, it was you know, but you're also shooting, you're also shooting <laughs> off a of flipper rest. And, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> so know, we, shooting we, aluminum arrows we, too. Yeah, we were shooting fingers, aluminum arrows, you know, real consistent release. Yeah, I shot I shot fingers for Finger years, tabs. you know. Right. So so yeah, it's a little different nowadays, but we'll get the bows tuned in and have them all set and the, get the arrows tuned. And then, like, again, I forget, I forget we were talking to, when we were talking to Brian, the beast mode guy, and I was saying, like, I'm going to have to switch over. Like, that, in that, like, moment during the podcast, I was like, yeah, I need to get another different site because I shot a multi-pin slider the last time that we went out there. So I found on the Archery Talk a... Uh, old spot hog cameron haynes three pin slider um that i picked up for 140 bucks and you know it's got all the tapes with it and everything but i haven't set it up or done anything because i gotta yeah. build new arrows yeah. so it, it doesn't make any sense to do that so that's on my agenda after the holiday here is gonna be get the arrows built sight on start shooting and then as far as, like, my physical conditioning, I've been doing um, some of that, like, sandbag workout stuff. I've done some of Brian's, but the uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of drinking. Yes, I a have. A lot of drinking. Went on a 20-mile bike ride the other day and I to and from a bar, but, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, did the bike. I did the lap around our lakes. It's, like, four and a half miles if you go, like, do the whole thing past the the diner, your house, back to mine. So I like the one the other morning. It was it was still pretty hot, but I did it twice. I got two laps in, and it was like thirty seven minutes, and just just over nine miles on average. Like that's 14, fast, fourteen point nine miles per hour. That's fast. I mean, and I wanted to puke because <laughs> I ran three point one miles yesterday without that, and it was like ninety degrees, mind you, but it was like twenty nine minutes or something. Right. So that's, that was on my bicycle. Oh, I thought you were talking about with your pack on. I was like, no, oh, no. Fuck. no, 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 no. I was on my bicycle. <laughs> oh, I was going like, oh, Jesus hey, Christ. But he, he, he wouldn't have had a, held a candle to that dude up in the campground, the old dude. Did you see him? 
This guy come around the corner. We the, we were up up camp and up north for. Did you see the guy? Like week. it was an old like a three speed. You know what I mean? And this guy was, I'm saying he's close to my age. You know, pretty fit looking, but old bastard. <sighs> he goes by and I'm going like, what the hell was that? You know, and he's just man, he's just getting it. You know, I saw him a couple days in a row there where he'd come around that back road. You know. Just yeah, I think I stopped and talked to him, actually. He said he was going to Colorado and he needed to get in shape. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was riding my bicycle. There's no way in hell I'm I running. know. I was going like, Jesus Christ. I can't run nine miles in 37 minutes. Well, you, you could if you were Bob Hayes, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've been doing... Um, so, the bags that Brian uses are the brute force bags and they have an app that has a sandbag workout of the day and you can just use like you could use any old um uh dry bag so like mine is just like that you could you can do a lot of the workout just with that and just fill up a couple dry bags with some sand you mentioned it when we're up there so i downloaded the app and i've been looking at them Daily, but I haven't done those because I've been I've been doing on uh, following it, some other stuff. They so. look so simple. They're <laughs> like they're like it's like a CrossFit style workout, just in a sense of it's like you're doing five sets of all of these reps for time, right. type thing. But I mean, my God, like I was like the first thing that I did was like it was a ladder, like up and down of like snatches so it was just like pick up the sandbag from like a squat position and all the way up over your head and then back down and do you know 16 of them 15 to da, 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 and then all the way back up you and i was like oh this is no problem and then you get halfway through it and you're like jesus christ and then the next day like every muscle in my body hurt right like it was it, I mean, those are like cleans you're doing. yep yeah. but then, did, it, then it's a clean press yeah. like it's i did like three 50 pound bags dry this morning Fertilizer I put in my spreader, <laughs> drove my tractor around the Let's set it up waist high. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you know that was one of the things I got when I was up north. We were visiting my buddy Larry up there, and he had. He oh, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, he used to work in. You know, he owned a crane business out in California. And they used to use. They had these sandbags. That they did a lot of work at these amusement parks. So apparently, there was some sandbag company out there. Actually, I looked them up, and they're for their prop like bags for like tripods canopies and stuff so they're a double handled bag like a a folding bag Mm -hmm. and they're 37 or 35 pounds and they were using them for like bench for their guns right you know a gun rest and so he's like and he's got a bunch of them and so there was two sitting on the deck and he's like you want those? Because I just keep tripping over. I can't pick them up anymore. I'm like, sure. You serious? He's like, yeah, get them out of here. So I got two of those now. So I could throw those in my pack and have 70 pounds. Or I've, I have been doing some, uh, a little bit, I've been looking at those doing like the cleans, going up and over. Yeah, and you can do like, swinging. you can do single legs. No, you can yeah. do single arms. You can do like, just put it on your shoulder and do, right. um, I mean, there's some really good workouts on there where you don't need anything but just like a bag of dirt. Right. What's nice about the bag of dirt, the sandbags, is it's awkward. So you're, it's not just like holding a dumbbell and the dumbbell's steady in your hand. 
you're holding this bag of dirt and it's like awkward and then you flip it over and especially those ones i got it's got the handle in the middle and it's folded so when you flip it up the one flips up back over and you're like you know you you gotta get your balance back and then bring it back down and the other one flips back over and those i mean i those sand those brute force bags are like 150 bucks but it would be nice to have all the handles on all the sides yeah but they were like when i looked at them they were all sold out I mean, yeah. i'm sure maybe they're restocked now but but i mean i don't know it's it's one of those things where you can it's a bag of sand you can it's you a can bag of sand. well no it's just a bag you put as it's much a, sand in it as you want they don't sand. even supply the sand right so but i mean that that's what i've been been doing and i've been mowing my lawn with a that pack on and i need to get out there um i think this weekend i'm going to try and do some scouting i might put some cameras out and so that's what i've been uh, i'll put weight in the bag and then go out there and you know do some actual boots on the ground hiking scouting whatever um i think i'm going to go out to that spot where we were at and i'm going to take from the north side take that two track all the way in and see if it if i can find where it meets up with that one that we that we went in on in the in the snow yeah and see oh i yeah yeah i know there's there's gotta be a there's gotta be some sort of connection there well remember when we came out of there though that one day and then we turned and went to the Mm -hmm. back toward the car yeah there was a straight line you know yeah i think that's it i think well i, I, I think, think you're right because when i was in there and there was all the water there was like a high right it was, it was very pronounced in there but when we we came in there with the snow on the ground we got to a point where fuck you, this. you're not going any farther you know i mean yep. it was a lot of water you know right and i think that that's where i want to go past i want to try coming from the other side right because i've got that marked because you know for every person that sees that water and says Fuck this! The right. deer are like, I just need to be right over there. Well, the, the way those, the, all that, remember, all that sign was coming from from the north there, you know, along that edge, and then they just kind of started going in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't any real heavy, heavy runs, but they all filtered in there. Yep. You so know? I'm, I'm going to go check that out. But point being is, I'm going to get out and do some boots on the ground scouting with. Make sure you take your bucket over a forty you. pound pack. Yeah, that's one of the things with the, all this rain that we had this oh my God. spring, summer, all the flooding. The fucking mosquitoes are unreal. Now, when we were up north, I don't know if they sprayed at that campground or what, you know what I mean? It wasn't a ton. There was little gnats. Gnats. They were, yeah. were gnosiums like, you yeah, know. Flying right in your eyeballs. And one, they stopped there for a minute and had enough of those. But some days they were good, but I, some days where they were bad. I think this is a pretty good baseline as far as like where we're at right now. And like I said, I want to get, I guess maybe like on record, but I just wanted to see you like, you know, wh- what your guys' thoughts were and kind of like give a, a I don't know, tell, to, to tell a story to the listeners and the, you know, anybody that's going out there that they might say, you know, I don't feel like I'm in that great of shape or maybe I need to do more or maybe I need to do less. You know, you can I, always I do know. more. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, what I mean, it's it's you know, how 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 much do you want to do? I guess that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I think around this table, there's varying degrees, right? <laughs> right. But but yeah, like I say, for for myself, I 
have the utmost confidence in like finding an elk this time. I don't think that's, I just want to make sure that I'm capable of getting that rest of the way. That's where the conditioning portion of it comes in. Um, And that's why I try to push you a little bit, Frank, just for the simple fact that three weeks is a long fucking time. I mean, yeah, especially in high altitude, especially chasing out. Because look at, like, that encounter we had with the big bull. When we first heard him, you know, obviously we thought that it was a person or whatever, but it, that thing walked all the way out of va- out of the valley, like, all the way out the other end, till we couldn't hear him anymore. And then within 10 minutes, all of a sudden he was back. Yeah. And then, then he was up the mountain with us. So that's how fast and easy those those animals are moving. So right. if you're well, going to try it. Beyond that, think about when we fucking blew them out. Oh. How fast did they take off like an avalanche? Oh, yeah. Sound like a freaking bulldozer going through the, or a freight train. <laughs> but but even then, I mean, when they're moving, there's no, you're not going to catch up to them. No. You know, you're going to have no. to try cutting them off. And that's the thing, like, you know, especially where we're going in Montana, that's like more open country. So we're going to have to try to plan it out, like, well, the elk are moving down this way, and then I'm going to have to try to get over there. Well, looking over there is one thing, getting over there is another. And I want to be able to get over there and still be able to, you know, breathe. Well, I think <laughs> I think one of the one of the things that's really awesome, and I don't remember where they were. I think they may have been in Montana, but it's hard to say. But the hunting public with Jake and Ted Miller where they basically circled the mountain on these elk. Like, they were across the a valley from <coughs> it, and then they just, like, slowly worked their way over there, listening, calling, listening, calling, and then they had an idea that elk were going to go around the other side, and then they worked. I mean, that, to me, watching that was, like, way different than the way that you and I uh, just uh, terrain based, you know, the, I mean, the way that everything laid out there allowed them to, to do that. But um, it, watching that was for me a, a pretty neat deal because it was a way different experience. And it's kind of like what you're talking about. So you're seeing them over there and you're like, well, I can't do anything about it. Right. And so now we need to, formulate our plan plan, and here's the wind and here's Mm -hmm. this so now what we're going to do is we're going to do that and then they ended up chasing the elk back around and i don't know if they got a a shot at that day or or whatever i think they were rifle hunting or muzzle or hunting or something but but regardless it was just a very um a very good look at how that that works And, and for me like i say our experience is is one thing you know we awesome pat ourselves on the back we've got elk hunting experience we haven't fucking killed no elk but you know we found elk we went out there and we did that but that was in one certain situation hunting in one scenario and the terrains are so different you know i i don't expect to you know go to colorado and have the exact same oh you know sort of thing but you have to like take it all into Right. Account. I think that that's what's different uh, between that and, and and whitetail, but I think this year's turkey season has got me more 
like fuck those white tail type thing like because i mean i would have thought that for as many turkeys as i crawled up on and walked up on and and fucking fucked around with i i think i give white tail too much credit like from the ground like in that regard like it's like you know like how to sit in a tree and look at the wind look at you know i mean i'm i'm getting better you know you guys are much better at it than i am but figuring that sort of thing out but like when you're when i'm on the ground with whitetail i'm like i can't do anything right you know everything they are always going to see me but i don't think that's the case because i would have thought the same thing would have happened with turkey and where i'm going with this is like the elk on the other hand is like a whole nother thing like as long as you're not no, crunching no. around and downwind and, and well even you and, can even crunch yeah, around but if you're not ju- yeah. doing jumping jacks and right. like not looking out of place you know you can do a lot more than right. you know yeah for the most know, part right. the elk if, as long as they don't get your wind that's the biggest thing you know those they say that you know their eyesight isn't that great when you pop up your freaking your little pop-up decoy yeah your, your big white butt Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll probably call several in that way. Sackzilla's up there. What the hell? We calling in all the cows. Like, but yeah, I think I think we'll probably revisit this right before we we yeah. head out and get um, all the fine tuning and and kind yeah. of like see where we've come and and just getting everything dialed in. Like I said, pack dump or something. I did. Yeah, and and for sure. Um, I think that's a great idea. But I, like I say, I just want to get like a, a baseline to say, you know, this is where we're at mentally, physically, and like kind of like where we're at with our our gear planning and stuff like that. And then also just to like, I don't know, talk about thought processes. You know, like I say, you get a lot of questions about like, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. My son did buy me a Father's Day gift this year. It's on its way. What did he buy? Oh, the Reinhardt one third out. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we need to set that up in here, right? Because you can't have it in your garage. But <laughs> yeah. nope. <laughs> All right. I think we'll leave it with that. If you want to know the story, um, go to patreon.com forward slash bowhunter chronicles. Shoot me a message, and uh, we shoot a solid wall in here. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can. Uh, can help you out with that if you're already a patreon thanks um shoot me a message and i'll uh, i'll see what i can come up with but i think that's all we got pretty good so <laughs> thanks see you guys
Shut up and sit down.